Folks, good morning. How are you? 47 Foot Friday back again. Friday, January 31st. Uh, recording this one not live on Instagram, recording this off air. Uh, but I just wanted to make sure that I still got a show out for you guys. Now, I am going to say this is probably going to be a little bit of a quicker show. Um, only two major things I really want to touch on. Uh, and then a little bit of future breaking news for myself. But obviously, before we get into any details there, uh, you know, I just want to say, first and foremost, a big shout out and thank you to Amherst Pizza and Ale House, as always. Um, those guys are so much help in everything they do with any kind of event that Trainwreck wants to put on. Uh, big sponsor of everything we do with Crossing Swords Podcast, uh, any of our Sabres coverage. Um, then obviously a 47 for Friday as well. So believe me, if you want a place to watch the Super Bowl this weekend, folks, get to Amherst Pizza and Ale House. I'm telling you, you're not going to regret it because the food, the beer, the TVs, it's a trifecta of perfection for a sports bar. Um, so definitely get there. Tell them Trainwreck sent you. Tell them Kyle sent you. Um, I'm telling you, guys, that place will hook you up if they if you tell them you know me. Name drop goes a long way with me there. Um, or goes a long way there with me, with them. Y you know what I'm saying. Anywho, <clears throat> the Super Bowl is coming up this Sunday. Um, two big things I want to touch on is obviously the Super Bowl. Um, I, I will get into that a little bit. But first and foremost, folks... I feel it goes without mentioning that I need to open the show touching on the loss of Kobe Bryant. Um, now, earlier this week, <clears throat> excuse me, earlier this week, I did go live on Instagram uh, with Ryan Thomas for the Ryan Thomas Take podcast. Uh, and we talked for what ended up being about 45 minutes. Uh, and I would say a good half of that, if not more, um, was dedicated to just remembering Kobe Bryant and and going down memories of what you know what Kobe's career meant to us, uh, you know, touching on really just so many things that without Kobe Bryant, you know, I shouldn't say without Kobe Bryant, but I, I can't think of many athletes now or in the past obviously i'm not saying there hasn't been anybody of this caliber but i i in my lifetime i don't think i've seen <clears throat> excuse me again the death of an athlete affect just an entire I, I can't even say a generation folks kobe bryant's death has really spanned between multiple generations multiple sports multiple cultures uh i mean you had people my age in their young 20s, people in their 40s were in tears and crying. Um, you had basketball players, hockey players, Neymar, soccer players. Uh, I mean, I don't remember anybody in my lifetime. And obviously, you know, he's far from the first athlete to die in my time here. And, uh, you know, he's far from the first athlete to die at a young age. But it, it, it just feels like even if you weren't a Lakers fan, even if you didn't personally watch the Lakers and watch Kobe, um, you knew who he was and you you knew the impact he had on the sport of basketball. Um, I, I'm trying to really just think of words here, folks, because you, you can ask anybody that really doesn't know the sport. Um, you know, for example, I uh, the day it happened, the day... Kobe Bryant and uh, everybody in that helicopter, including his daughter Gigi, 
uh, the day that helicopter crashed and everybody passed away, uh, I went to my girlfriend who really is, you know, not a dedicated basketball fan. Um, and I just said, Hey, did, did you hear Kobe Bryant died? And she immediately, you know, immediately knew right away who I was talking about, what I was talking about. Um, and you could even tell she was upset. And it's, it's something where I've never personally experienced an athlete's death having this much just affect this widespread of an outreach on an entire population of human beings. I mean, I, I feel I said it best on Instagram Live the other day when I said, really, Kobe Bryant was only kind of just beginning. I mean, his athletic career was over. His professional basketball career was over. But I think we were just starting to see Kobe Bryant the human. Um, you know, Kobe Bryant, the man, Kobe Bryant, the entrepreneur, Kobe Bryant, the philanthropist, Philly, Philly, Kobe Bryant, the father. Um, I mean, you see the most famous picture going around or it's, I think it's a video of Kobe and Gigi Bryant sitting side by side on a court and Kobe's kind of breaking down a game for Gigi. Um, she was going to be a prodigy basketball player. Um, and it, what's upsetting about that is if anybody saw, I think it was Kobe Bryant and Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, it was a prior interview, but he had basically told Kimmel how, you know, everyone comes up to Kobe saying, when are you going to have a son? You have to have a son. You need somebody to carry on your legacy. <clears throat> and Gigi gets offended and rightfully so. Um, Gianna, is just as talented at her age as anybody could be. Um, and she was probably going to do real big things in the WNBA. I don't doubt that. Um, we were probably five to seven years away from seeing a Bryant in the WNBA. Um, obviously, I mean that as, as Kobe's daughter. I, I am unaware if there are other Bryants already in the WNBA. Um, but point being, we really only were just beginning to scratch the surface of Kobe as a person in society. We never really got to see that. Um, everyone knows him from his sneakers, <clears throat> his championships, his uh, all-star game appearances, uh, his commercials with Kanye West. You know, that's kind of what I, that's what I envision everyone knows Kobe as, but you see now with something so tragic happening so quickly that it it's amazing how much people know him for other than basketball. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, people know his work ethic. People know his parenting. Uh, people know his outreach in women's sports in general. Uh, people know his effect on an entire city as big as Los Angeles. Uh, I mean, for Christ's sake, even... You know, the Lakers-Clippers game got postponed. Uh, they had his jerseys hanging in the rafters, illuminated at the Grammys. I think it was the Grammys. What, what show did he have? It was the Grammys, right? Yeah. I don't really think, like I said, in my lifetime, this is something that just, it stings. It hurts. Um, and like I said, I'm far from, far from a dedicated basketball fan. I'm far from a Lakers fan. But... Kobe's greatness is just something that had people hating him when he played, but you can't help but respect it and admire it now. Um, and it's just something that 
even you, you, I bring it back to his parenting styles. Um, there, there was a segment recently uh, on ESPN where one of the one of the newscasters, I think, uh, blanking on her first name. I know her last name is Duncan. Um, she was telling a story of you know when when she met Kobe, um, and how Kobe had basically said, "Well, I, I have my my three girls," and kind of conversation kind of also went, you know, if if you tried again, would you hope it was a boy, or what would you do if you you know are you trying again? Um, and you know, his wife kind of joked that if they had another one, they were afraid, you know, not afraid, but just the way things have been going, that it was probably going to be another girl. Um, and Kobe was asked if that would, you know, if that would bother him, if he would be upset by that, how, how set on having a son he really was. Um, and Kobe basically said, I would have five more daughters. You know, I'm a, I'm a girl dad. I, I love what I do. Um, I am a girl dad. And I have never seen girl dad spread so fast on the internet. And it's it's just incredible the amount of outreach one human being can have. I mean, you look at even the just obviously these are people that are gonna know him closer, but Jimmy Fallon, uh Ellen DeGeneres, I mean, Tracy McGrady, Kyrie Irving, Dwayne Wade, LeBron. You know, these guys are, this is a brotherhood. Um, and it, it's honestly just like you, you know, you lost a family member and it's, it hurts, especially when it's someone so young and just, it, it's one thing and I, I've said it, I've heard it on ESPN, like Max Kellerman said it as well. If somebody is in their seven, you know, even late sixties, seventies, eighties, um, I'll take the sixties out of it. Say, Someone's in their 70s, 80s, and above. You never want to see someone pass away, but at least at that point, you're it, as long as it's of a natural cause, you're you're expecting it. You know death is inevitable. So to say at 80 years old, how could this happen to them? You know that's <clears throat> that's a little naive, in, in my opinion, and I've I've had family go through that as well. Uh, but for Kobe to go and you know when he's 40 in such a tragic freak accident it's that's something where you you can't say that that was meant to happen you you have every right to question how how could this happen what how was this meant to be um and, and I get it you know I I, I do um <clears throat> you just look at the look at the movements people are having across the country for him um you know the Timberwolves took an eight-second violation and put the ball on the free throw line, the exact spot Kobe passed Michael Jordan's scoring record. Um, you look at literally every team in basketball, I'm pretty sure, taking eight and 24-second violations. Um, <clears throat> you look at literally teams that aren't even in basketball. I mean, there were college players affected by it. You, everyone saw it. Uh, Tom Izzo telling, I think it was Cassius Winston and telling him about the news. And you could almost see the disbelief that, and the double take that you had to check if it was actually the Kobe Bryant. Um, <clears throat> it's upsetting folks. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm solely by myself. I'm really impressed that I was able to go, you know, go on about Kobe for a little over 10 minutes now and not actually, you know, kind of 
choke myself up about this, but it's, you know, not to say I'm over it. it you know, I've, <laughs> I feel like I've got my, uh, got my emotions in check and I've got my, got my tears held back at this point, but I, I don't know, uh, how you get over, get over a loss like this so quickly. It doesn't, for me, it's something where like, even if I was never a big Kobe fan, um, you know, I, I see every picture of him, just whether it's ESPN, you know, uh, I went to, I went to Lakers games when I went to LA years ago, saw Kobe play. Um, it, it's just one of those things where you see pictures of him and you're like, wow, yep, that's Kobe. You're like that's, that is the black Mamba, Kobe Bryant. And now that that's the last anyone's going to see of him. It's just pictures. Um, it's upsetting folks. <clears throat> <laughs> trying to trying to hold it back now, but it is what it is. Uh, Kobe, we'll miss you. Everybody will. Um, <clears throat> gone way, way too soon. Uh, it didn't, you know, it doesn't make sense to anybody right now. Probably won't for ever, or at least a long time. Um, you'll be missed. You'll definitely be remembered. <clears throat> That being said, folks, sorry, I'm going to try and move on from that a little in a second now. Um, like I said, outside of remembering the great Kobe Bryant, I needed to touch on the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is coming up this weekend, February 2nd. I am so excited, even though I don't really have a team in the fight. Um, I do and I don't, and I'll explain that at the end. Um, <clears throat> as it is right now, I, I can't wait to see this game, um, as I do every football game, and as I will do for the last time this season, let's go through the numbers. The point spread is minus one and a half for Kansas City, plus one and a half for San Francisco. Money line is minus 122 to Kansas City, plus 102 to San Francisco. It takes $122 to profit 100 bucks on the Chiefs. Put down $100, bucks, you will profit 102 on the Niners. Uh, my money is going to lie in the Chiefs, both the spread and the money line. Uh, your over-under is set at 54.5. The people like the over, folks. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I think the under is a realistic play here. Um, yeah, the Chiefs' offense is dynamic, but nobody knows what you're going to get out of Garoppolo. Um, Niners' defense is fantastic. So, really... I don't think it's, I don't think it's unreasonable to expect the under. Um, you look at some just the passing stats here. Jimmy Garoppolo has thirty nine hundred and seventy eight passing yards to Patty Mahomes four thousand thirty one. Um, just about even in passing touchdowns. Mahomes is one short of Garoppolo twenty seven to twenty six. Um, interceptions, however, Mahomes has got Garoppolo beat by a good amount, and that is five to thirteen. Uh, on to some rushing yards. Raheem Mostert, seven hundred and seventy-two yards, eight touchdowns. Uh, Williams on the Chiefs. Trying to think uh, exactly where he ranks in his rushing yards, but I mean, in the twenty nineteen season, uh, Damian Williams had four hundred and ninety-eight yards, thirty-eighth in the NFL. Um, only five touchdowns, you know, to most starts eight. So <clears throat> the way I look at it, I mean, you're, you're talking about, what's that? Almost, almost 300 yards short. Um, 
in 26 carries. Probably could have done it if they had the same workload, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and then you look at some receiving yards. And actually, I, I think this is the, maybe the second time I've said this, and I think it was just the last time I said it. It was just a, solely about uh, George Kittle. Uh, the receiving yards for Kittle versus Kelsey are actually pretty impressive. Um, the receiving leaders for both teams are both tight ends. So you have Kittle and Kelsey, 1,053 yards for Kittle to 1,229 for Kelsey, uh, and they're even at five touchdowns apiece. So the way I'm looking at this, folks, star receivers are kind of tight ends on both teams. Running backs aren't exactly going to be a giant threat. I mean, Mostert's been great. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I Obviously, we saw what he did uh, last week. You know, we saw how he tore up four touchdowns. Um, but I think this is going to come down to can the Niners defense shut down Kansas City enough for Garoppolo to maybe get some business going or for Mostert to run through some holes. Um, it's going to be up to the Chiefs, you know, if their offense, it's going to be an offense versus defensive battle. Um, I know everyone says defense wins championships. I don't think a defense has gone up against such a prolific offense like the Kansas City Chiefs, but that's neither here nor there as well. Um, look, quick look through the injury report. Nobody on the Kansas City Chiefs injury report. It's clean. Uh, San Francisco has Tevin Coleman, who's questionable. Quan Alexander, questionable. And oh my goodness, I don't I don't know how to pronounce his name. Jaquiski, Jaquiski, Jaquiski. We're gonna go Jaquiski Tart. Definitely did not pronounce that right, Mister Tart. I apologize for butchering your name. So we got three names on the Niners injury list compared to the Chiefs' clean record. I think it's gonna be a pretty damn good game if we're still looking at the numbers, folks. Matchup predictor has Kansas City with a 65% chance to win compared to San Francisco's 35. Uh, tickets are as low as a measly $4,325. Um, not bad. Not bad. If you're not going to drop four grand on a Super Bowl ticket, what are you doing? Um, I mean, for me, I you know I spent about a grand on World Series tickets, so uh, four grand for the Super Bowl seems about right. Down in Miami, where the weather is going to be about 70 degrees, partly cloudy, mostly sunny in Hard Rock Stadium. I think we're in store for a good game, folks. I mean, points per game, San Fran is actually kind of outscoring Kansas City just barely by about 1.7, uh, 29.9 to 28.2. Uh, points allowed per game, this is where I think it's going to be interesting. Kansas City allows uh, 27.5 to San Francisco's 15. Um, total yards, San Francisco's got Kansas City beat by about four yards allowed. Kansas City lets up about 112 yards more. I think, uh, San Francisco is by no means going to be an easy, you know, an easy out. Um, you know, San Francisco had the better record. They went 13 and three. Um, I just think, you know, if you're playing the hottest team and you're looking at the eye test for the Super Bowl, you have to go with the Chiefs. The Chiefs offense has been absolutely unreal, uh, and just the way they've been able to be down and come back in almost every game in the playoffs this year, incredible. Uh, I will end the Super Bowl talk on this. 49ers last five, four straight wins, but a loss against Atlanta. Uh, Kansas City is obviously on a five-game win streak, most recent coming against 
Tennessee 35-24. to 24. Um, Folks, get somewhere to watch the Super Bowl. Please, please get somewhere fun. Be with your friends. Be with your family. Um, I don't have too, too much on the Super Bowl because I, I want you all to just take in Really, obviously, I'm just going through the numbers for you guys. My prediction on this is going to be the Chiefs win this by, I would, I would say, at least a field goal. Um, I don't want to go too too deep into this uh, because I, I want you all to just think about what we're about to see. The Super Bowl is such a fantastic event every year, regardless of the outcome, regardless of who's in it. This is an event that really gets people together. Um, it's a great atmosphere. No matter where you go, whether it's a bar, a house, a basement, a shack, whatever. Go enjoy it, folks. This is going to be a damn good game. I'm taking Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And with that, I will end on my breaking personal news. Folks. It's been a pleasure. I'm not leaving Trainwreck. 47-foot Kyle is staying for the time being. However, I am relocating and moving myself to Kansas City, Missouri. Um, so I, I might be able to go out and move to the City of Champions. Um, we'll see how it goes. Depending on how the Super Bowl goes, I might need to take that statement back. Uh, but in the next six to seven weeks, folks, uh, I will be relocating and moving myself permanently out to Kansas City, Missouri. Um, it's been a pleasure being in Buffalo. It's been a pleasure just being able to go to events, uh, see everybody out there, meet with so many great people in the Buffalo area, especially you know have being able to have on guests like Matt Perino last week. Um, everything that I've been able to do with Trainwreck has been fantastic. And that's all come from my connections in the western New York and Buffalo area. Uh, wouldn't have been able to get any of this started without making the half-court shot six years or six years ago, two years ago. Um, folks, it's been a pleasure. Uh, it's going to be, I think, about middle of March. So, I, you know, I should still be doing 47 Foot Fridays. I should still be able to be going live. Um, but we'll no longer be in the Buffalo area. So... Uh, I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Like I said, the show's not going anywhere yet. I'm still going to keep this going as long as I possibly can. But just wanted everybody to know that is what's going on. I will be moving, and it's been a pleasure. It really has. Folks, I love y'all. Appreciate y'all. I will be back next week on February, what the heck is that, 7th? Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Goodbye.